Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Let's just pray to Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that you are an amazing God. You are a God who blesses us, who touches us, who heals us. And you are alive. A wonderful message of, of Easter is that you are alive. So I'm just going to get myself ready and I'm going to talk to you about uh, bringing some word from, from the scripture. So I'm going to just take 30 seconds and then and prepare myself and then we will come to the word of God. So joyful. Uh, and the message I want to talk to you about this morning is finding joy and hope in the midst of, uh, of life and what is going on. Um, Brian Rice, last Sunday, last Easter Sunday, put something on his Facebook uh, page. He puts lots of things on his Facebook page and we have some fun. But he put down Jesus one death zero. And I thought that is such a wonderful and simple way of expressing the resurrection of Christ in very few words. But I was reflecting on it over over this week, um, and particularly uh, in the circumstances that I was I was in with with my dad. And uh, Sky have done these things because they can't put any any live sport on. So they did a rerun of the Cricket World Cup last last summer against uh, New Zealand. And many of you will, will be finding and looking for the off button on your Facebook page because I'm going to talk a little bit about cricket. But please, this is not entirely about cricket. But what we were watching was uh, a wonderful game that went down to the very last over. And uh, England needed to score 15 runs to win. And it looked absolutely dire for England. But through whatever circumstances, you could call it luck or whatever, uh, somehow we ended up tying the match. It then went to a super over. And again, it was tied. But England won in the end. And the crowd went absolutely mad. They went wild with joy. 
And I was watching it, I remember, uh, last year, watching it live, and really got into it and enjoyed it. And even, even on the replay of it, I was still excited. I was still thrilled that the, the happiness that this victory was bringing me. And you could see that there were, there were Indian supporters, there were West Indian supporters, England supporters, all dancing and hugging and, and, uh, clapping. Of course, the, the poor New Zealand supporters were, were rather upset because they had lost. But after that, the emotions start to, to drift away. About uh, just a few weeks later, England played Australia and they got absolutely thrashed. The hope of an England team that was somewhat invincible disappeared. It went down the pan and we were back to the usual ups and downs of life watching England play cricket. So what I wanted to look at is, is how, how did the the disciples handle this in, uh, in with the resurrection, the death and the resurrection. So let's just have a look at uh, Luke 24, verse 38. 38 through to 43. So this is after Jesus has been crucified. He has been resurrected and he has appeared to some of the disciples. And he says, why are you frightened, he asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubts? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it is really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost. Because don't ghosts don't have bodies as you can see that I do. As he spoke, he showed them his hands and his feet. Still, they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. And then he asked them, do you have anything here to eat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and he ate it as they watched. And what I, what I saw in this passage that I was reading at this point was that there they were. They had that, that, that disbelief, not unbelief. But disbelief, the disbelief that something fantastic and amazing had happened. And their hearts were filled with wonder and they were filled with joy. And I I just encourage you, as we reflect on the resurrection, are our hearts still filled with wonder and joy? That's what I'm looking to encourage you on today. That it's not just about happiness, which... That song brought out or the happiness that that, uh, an England victory or uh, a birthday can bring. But what we need is that inner joy that can sustain us through life. So, uh, anyway, I haven't been wasting all of my time watching cricket whilst I've been uh, looking after my dad. I've also been studying my my Bible. So I've been also looking at Philippians. So 
this is what I wanted to also bring out. So let's have a look at this. This is Philippians 2, verses 6, uh, verses 5 through and 2, 11. It says, this is our exhortation of, of Paul to us. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isn't that wonderful? Wonderful declaration. So when we, when we reflect on that, we just grasp the mind of Christ. I, I just kind of thought about, you know, what, what was Jesus thinking about when he was in the, in the garden of Gethsemane? Was he thinking just about me? Was he just thinking about the church in the peak? And of course he wasn't. He was thinking of the whole of humanity. What I want to convey today is, is not just the joy that reflecting on the resurrection brings, but the, the point that Jesus, he died, he made those choices, he humbled himself so that he can build his church. He will build his church. This, these circumstances that we're going through with this pandemic he will use to build his church. He will not leave people like my dad just to ignore him. He wants to sweep humanity into his kingdom because he is about building his church. He will build his church because he wants a bride that is wonderful, a bride of Christ. And you, church, people looking in, whether you are saved or not, whether you think we are uh, deluded or not, God will meet with you. God will speak to your heart because he has a heart for you. He wants you to know him, but he wants you to know him for eternity. I've also, over the last few months, some of you may have been speaking to me over the last few months and talking about scripture. I've been wrestling with uh, the book of Revelation and trying to understand that because in the past I've kind of thought it's just too complicated but I've been challenged by God to look at this and one of the wonderful things is I've, I've found the, 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 the passages in Revelation 5 and we're not going to read it but I will paraphrase it for you so John is taken up and he gets this wonderful revelation uh, of heaven 
and he is captivated uh, by this. And an angel says to him, just look around. And, and John looks around and he sees that, there, that history will just keep repeating itself. Sin will keep coming in. It would never be destroyed. And he starts to weep. And he is, it's from the very depths of his soul, from the very depth of his being, he weeps. And then the angel shouts to him, look, the Lion of Judah. And he looks up. The Lion of Judah, of course, is speaking of the victory, of the authority, of the power of Christ. And then he looks again and he sees the Lamb that is slain. Jesus is humble, sacrificial choice to go to the cross and die for his bride, for you and I, but for the whole of humanity to see the bride of Christ built. And at that point, he stops crying and he's amazed at what happens. And the whole of heaven is amazed too. They don't just continue with what they're doing, they sing a new song. They sing a new song because the victory of Christ has brought about a change in history. Satan has no longer any hold over uh, people. There is a way out. There is a hope. There is a joy that you can have in your heart when you know Christ. So I've just been ruminating on that, that scripture, that it is so wonderful. That is where my hope is. My hope is not in just getting through this crisis. My hope is that, is that my place is in heaven. It's already secured by the sacrificial act of Christ dying on the cross. And because he was perfect, Death could not hold him. As Brian said, Jesus won, death has lost. So we're just going to, we're now going to do a song uh, in Christ alone. Again, one of my favorites, but it also just reflects the centrality of Christ. As we set our eyes on Jesus, he also sets his eyes on the body of Christ, of humanity, sweeping people into his kingdom, wanting them to be part of his bride. So let's, let's worship the King of Kings.